Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. This is my dad, Ted. Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. I'm your host, Ted Knightsky. Well, I'm guessing based on the title, you're wondering if this is a joke. So a scientist, music producer, chef, and a psychologist walk into a bar with a nun. The bartender says, is this a joke? (laughs) Okay, solid dad joke. Anyways, I really love doing book reviews and giving leaders and those of you who are listening ideas for different things to read, to approach your leadership and support for others. So today I've got five texts that I want to just briefly talk about uh, each of them with you, but really put you in a position to be empowered for those that you serve. Now, remember, a leader is anyone who has influence over another person which makes us a leader every moment of the day and positions us to be our best for others if we can continue to develop ourselves, our own leadership, and our own mindset. So the books I chose today for us really position each of us to grow in a variety of different ways. One, to be entertained. Another, to think different about customer service. Another, to review how to support yourself and others while worrying about things in a variety of different ways. How to increase your creativity, and then how to be thoughtful and live your life with purpose. So let's get started with these books. The first one is called This Is What It Sounds Like by Susan Rogers and Ogi Ogas. What I really love about this book is it's kind of a secret little text because it's entertaining for one, for sure, especially if you like music, but it's also engaging if you don't like music because it breaks down all of these different ways in which we think and act and lead. And it's secretly a leadership text. It discusses music, history, pop culture, art. And my favorite thing is if you go on Spotify, you can actually download the playlist that you can listen to along with the book. Now, a couple things about the book that I really, really like are just the names of the chapters. Chapter one focuses on authenticity. Two, realism. Three, novelty. Four, melody. Five, lyrics. And then it goes into rhythm, timber, form and function, and then fallen in love. It's such a cool book because it just gives you all of these different ways in which to approach life. And finally, you will never, ever watch shows like American Idol or The Voice again because it actually shows you and teaches you like how to find the best and most authentic music to listen to. The second book I want to share with you was given to me by my friend Bob, weirdly, like Two hours after my friend Steve called and said, you have to read this book. The book is called The Creative Act, A Way of Being, and it's by Rick Rubin. Now, Rick Rubin is a music producer from the 80s. He's got a great story himself, so look him up. But the book is filled with this type of thinking which really makes you uh, shift around your I guess, I guess your creativity, your mindset, the way you approach things. And I love that the book comes with a notebook in the back of it for your own notes. Now, what I really want to share with you is just this text is filled with different types of thinking. And my favorite thing is this. In the chapter called Intention, and each chapter is really short, it's filled with small little parables or stories that really get you thinking. And I want to share this one from the book. An old man in Calcutta would walk to get water from a well every day. He'd carry a clay pot and lower it by hand slowly, all the way down, careful not to let it hit the sides of the well and break. And once it was full, he'd raise the pot slowly and carefully again. It was a focused, time-consuming act. One day, 
a traveler noticed the old man engaged in the difficult task. Now, more experienced with mechanics, he showed the old man how to use a pulley system. This will allow the pot to go straight down quickly, the traveler explained, then fill with water and come up without hitting the sides. It's much easier and the pot will be just as full with much less work. The old man looked at him and said, I think I'm going to keep doing it the way I always have. I really have to think about each movement, and there is a great deal of care that goes into doing it right. I'd imagine if I were to use the pulley, it would become easy, and I might even start thinking about something else while doing it. If I put so little care and time into it, what might the water taste like? It couldn't possibly taste as good. The book is filled with these different ways to think and act and make sure that you're operating with total purpose, total mindfulness, and then creativity. I loved it. And it's a great text. And I would highly recommend reading it because it's a book that you can read the five or six little pages in the chapter and then walk away from. Okay. A neuroscientist, a musical producer, and now a chef. My friend Matt gave me this book and he had been talking about this for quite a while. And he keeps talking to me about the fact that like, you've got to read this because it's about customer service, but it's really about leadership. It's a book called Unreasonable Hospitality, The Remarkable Power of Giving People More Than They Expect. And it's by Will Gudera. And what I love about the book is that you will find yourself learning more about the restaurant business and more about the pursuit of excellence in every small micro detail. And it will really change how you think about one, your dining experiences, but more importantly, how you approach your interactions every day with everyone. And when I found this text out from Matt, you know, I immediately ordered it. I got it on Amazon. And my favorite chapter was chapter 11, pushing towards excellence, which is a core value of mine, because I believe that excellence is not maintaining or getting to excellence, but instead pursuing it constantly, learning from failure as you go and just getting better each day for everyone around you. And what I really liked about this chapter is just the subheadlines found within it and the way the book attacks the different ways in which to pursue excellence. Excellence is the culmination of thousands of details executed perfectly. Now, the author goes on to talk about him being a perfectionist, but think about that. Thousands of details executed perfectly. Each day we are approaching our leadership for others and usually focusing not on what we're doing well, but where we've fallen or failed. This book helps you get into the context and the mindset of like, just look for all these micro little victories to get yourself to be pursuing that excellence. Focusing, the next part is to focus on the littlest things that matter. We chase excellence in every element of what we do, he goes on to speak about, but it's all about having all the pieces set up for success in every element of the organization, from polishing the silverware to making sure the wine glasses are perfect to making sure that the food on the plate is exactly where we wanted it. As he talks about excellence, it's really, really defining the art form of process. And that's what I loved about the book. Now, you can read it as entertaining and hear the little quips about it, but at the end of the day, we know that the best way to pursue rapid improvement and our own leadership is to attack the problem with a process. The final subtext is the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. And it goes on to talk about how you build habits through your own reinforcement, through guiding and leading others. 
Unreasonable Hospitality by Will is a phenomenal text, and I would strongly recommend it as a leadership book. There are so many elements in here that you can pull out for every part of your life, whether that be at home, your classroom, the school, your hospital, the law firm, wherever you are working and whatever you are doing. It is a phenomenal text. All right, a neuroscientist, a music producer, a chef, and now a psychologist. This book is a book that I found because I found myself coaching and really, really needing to be more creative in the ways that I was helping people with their mental health. Or as Simon Sinek said the other day, mental fitness. This book is by Dr. Alice Boys, and it's her first book. She's got three out right now. But I went backwards into really kind of grow in my ability to focus my intentional leadership for supporting others, especially when I'm coaching, not just my own family and friends, but the people that I love and serve. The book is called The Anxiety Toolkit, Strategies for Fine-Tuning Your Mind and Moving Past Your Stuck Points. This book is a text that I frankly believe everybody should get. Now, Alice is a frequent contributor to psychology today. She's got a great blog you can read and listen to. But I really believe that this is someone's text that you need to purchase because what I love about it is that it's actually filled with all different types of strategies and literal tools. There are assessments in here. There's verbiage and language to help you grow and support both yourself and others. The book builds your own awareness and supports your ability to coach other people, but it also includes all of these reflection tools, interventions, support structures, and I really appreciate that my friend Amy had passed this on to me. Now, one of the things I love about it is all of the different chapters and parts are really designed so that each of us at every moment can figure out what we need. It's actually more of a reference text as you're working with others or coaching. And as you can hear the pages shuffling in my hand and the microphone, it's also a book where you can just stop and find yourself learning and listening to your inner thoughts in new and different ways. Much like positive intelligence, this is a toolkit that allows you to step back and really be there for others. The first part is called understanding yourself and your anxiety. And then the part, the second part is your anxiety toolkit, overcoming your stuck points. Like, how do you stop holding back from the things you want to do? Or what do you do if you're paralyzed by, by perfection? Now, you may not suffer from some of these pieces, but suffers are not really the right word. You may not struggle with some of these pieces, but if you do, it's powerful. Now, and if you're around people who do struggle and cannot seem to get past certain elements of their own anxiety, this book is filled with just different ways to support them. And how to manage your anxiety versus living your life. And it's just phenomenal. Now, the last book, right? So a neuroscientist, a music producer, a chef, and a psychologist. And the last one is a nun. I met Sister Jean earlier this year when my daughter Grace was on a college visit to Loyola of Chicago. My wife Megan and I were with my brother Tom and we went to visit Sister Jean. She is a legendary person. She's over 103 years old and she wrote the book, Wake Up With Purpose, What I've Learned in My First 100 Years. (laughs) I just can't get past that, what I've learned in my first 100 years because even the title of the book represents an awesome sense of hope. And as I've read this book, I continue to find myself just amazed at the sheer ability for this woman to persevere through over a century of time. The book begins with her describing how she was born just after World War I, how when as, as a kid, her and her family 
paid a nickel to cross the Golden Gate Bridge on the day it opened. I mean, her reflection, her sense of humor, but most importantly, how each chapter of the book discusses why she's still here, why she's still vibrant, why she has a great sense of humor. And she boils it down to every day she wakes up with purpose. At 103 years old, Sister Jean still works full-time at Loyola University in Chicago. Sister Jean still supports the men's basketball team. Oh, now I think you know who she is. She was the wonderful woman who was on the sidelines of the Loyola Rambler basketball team when they made the magical trip to the Final Four a few years back, and she still attends every men's basketball game. She sits in the student union every single day and meets with students and staff and faculty and just supports them and guides them and just sits there for them. Now, while the book has some spiritual nature to it, I'm not recommending it for that. I'm recommending it for the fact that this woman's remarkable life and journey as an educator, as a sister, as a daughter, as a friend, as a nun, are remarkable. It's a great biography. It's something you need to read, especially if you're looking for different ways to motivate yourself and increase your purposeful life every single day. Okay, so those are the five books. Now, I put them in an order for you because I think at this time of the year, it's really, really important to be finding different things to do with your time and energy. It's also going to be spring break here in a couple of weeks, and lots of you will be at home reflecting and relaxing. Many of you will be traveling, and some of you will be by pools and beaches. So I gave you five books here to think about, and I really would recommend them in the order I gave them to you. I love this text this is what it sounds like, the history of what music, the, of what the music you love says about you. And then going into the second text from Rick Rubin, if you're looking for a really cool text to just put next to your bed or to a table next to your favorite chair and just come in and out of, it's a really, really good text. It's reflective. It's wonderful. Then going into Unreasonable Hospitality. That's a great book for leadership if you are looking to enter into the fourth quarter of the year or the second quarter of your fiscal year, depending on how you operate. But it's a really, really strong text to allow you to look at this, the different ways that we can attack our problems with process. And then finally, the anxiety toolkit. I can't tell you enough how often we are all working to get ourselves into a really strong centered space mentally. And the anxiety toolkit will allow you to do that for yourself, but then coach others. I think every parent should read this. I think every uncle and aunt should read this. I think anyone who works with other people should read this. I think everyone should read the text. And then finally, a little fuel for your day, the book by Sister Jean, Wake Up With Purpose, What I've Learned in My First Hundred Years. It will fuel your daily purpose. So let's do some smart thinking. Which text will you grab first and apply in your daily life? Describe how approaching and attacking anxiety will help you as an individual and a leader. And finally, how can you increase your creativity by learning about and looking at the approaches that artists take? That's it. That's the Smart Thinking Podcast. Hey, as always, thank you for listening, and please make sure to share this podcast with others as well as rate it. And please, please make sure to listen to the Well Pennies on your favorite musical platform and share their music with others. I am so 
So grateful that Brian and Sarah, the founders of the Well Pennies, allow us to use their musical catalog as well as everything from their Golden Bear recording studio to support the podcast. So as we close out here, I want you to really think about how you are approaching your own personal and professional development. One of the things that people often say to me is like, hey, Ted, where do you get all this time to read? Every time I hear that, I think to myself that reading and personal and professional development is a luxury or a burden. Where do you get the time? I, I, I don't know where I get the time because it's something I really need to do. It's kind of like for me eating. It's like listening to music. It's exercise for my brain, for my ability to grow and learn about not just myself, but how to serve others, how the world works, how to find inspiration in weird and wonderful ways. Reading is not something you're supposed to find time for. Reading is something you just have time for. Reading is a way to grow your brain, to increase your ability to serve others, and more importantly, how to reassure yourself through knowledge and wisdom and learning the different ways to approach all of the different problems that we have. Because if we're truly buffaloes, people who charge into the storms that face us, people who live life optimistically with perseverance and tenacity in the service of others and ourselves, people who are looking to grow stronger and be there and serve others in ways that we never imagined, it's only by making the world around us our library, constantly being curious and studying, looking for new information, trying to find ways to approach age-old problems in new ways, or more importantly, proven ways. My challenge for you here heading into the last parts of the school year or into the summertime is to find texts that will energize you, texts that will empower you so that you are not enabled by those around you with more knowledge, but instead you are energized in efforts every single day, in your own effort every single day, to find a way to just be the best version of yourself. Because that version is the version people need from you every day because you're an influencer. And if you're an influencer, well, that makes you a leader. And no leader can ever let someone down by not just simply focusing on their own personal and professional development. Wish I found better sounds no one's ever heard. Wish I had a better voice, sang some better words. Wish I found some chords in an order that is new. Wish I didn't have to rhyme every time I sang I was told when I was older all my fears would shrink Now I'm insecure and I care what people think Wish we could turn back time To the good old days When a mama sang us to sleep But now it's stressed out we could turn back time to the good old days when our mama sang us to sleep but now we're stressed out sometimes a certain smell will take me back when i was young never able to identify where it has come from make a candle out of it if i ever found it try to sell it never sell Brother, cause we have the same nose, same clothes Homegrown stones, throw a quick wheels to roam Would remind us when nothing really mattered Out of student loans and
Stressed out. Wish we could turn back time. 